Welcome to Not So Extra Keto, the podcast. I'm Raven. And I'm Michael. And today we're going to be starting off um, our maiden voyage of this podcast by talking about keto basics. And mainly the first thing that we're going to get into is what to expect when you're on keto. Well, let's start out. What is keto? What does keto mean? So keto is basically a a life hack where you make your body burn fat instead of glucose. And how you do that is by cutting your carbs way significantly. So the textbook definition of ketosis is where you either stay under 50 total carbs a day or under 20 net carbs. And let's just make it clear, we are not doctors, we are not medical professionals. Definitely not a medical professional. I'm definitely not even really a keto professional, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm just a regular person. (laughs) I dabble in keto. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So we're just two regular people that have seen some success with the keto diet. And um, we have a Facebook group that we get a lot of questions on and everything. So instead of just answering one DM at a time, we collect the questions and then we answer them all on this podcast. So that's why we're here. And um, our Facebook group is not so extra keto. Yes, because um, when I first started keto, I found some really extra keto groups. And instead of wanting to answer your questions, they wanted to cut people down. And, and so that's why the group started and we like to call those people keto gatekeepers. Yes. Keto police. Yes, the keto police. They were they were on these poor people and it made me feel really crappy and I don't like feeling like that. So that's what, what got our group started and <clears throat> it's a modest little group, but if you want to join, it's definitely there for you and you can ask your questions in a safe place and not feel like someone's going to be an ass to you because you ask how many carbs is in something, you know, um... Because it helps to have support, basically. And we share recipes. Some people do dirty keto. Some people do clean, strict keto. Some people, you know, they, they, they've been keto for so long that they, they don't need to track anymore. There's people that do vegetarian keto. I mean, there's, there's lots of different avenues that you can go into in the keto diet. But for this episode, we're going to keep it on the basics. Um, hopefully... It'll either renew what you already know or it will help you to to get started on the right foot because we've made so many mistakes between the both of us that it's just <laughs> <clears throat> we we've definitely done it the hard way. So hopefully this helps to make it easier for you guys. And um what do you want to talk about, Michael? The first thing, what to expect. What to expect when you're on keto. Yes. <laughs> Well, what should we expect? Um, I think the first thing you should expect is to know what you're getting into and definitely be realistic about it because not everybody has a realistic approach sometimes. And, you know, um, I think you should know a little bit about keto. Um, I did a lot of research before I started keto. Um, so I think you should basically know what you're getting into. When, when we're two very different people. Yeah. (laughs) I did zero research. (laughs) 
I heard people talking about keto. I did one quick Google search, and I said I could do that. And then I soon realized I couldn't do that. I had to reevaluate everything I was doing. So that was fun. So what's the first thing we want to talk about? I think the first thing that we should talk about is the first thing that you experience when you start keto. And I mean, if you if you have a different idea, then that's totally cool too. But um, the first thing when you start getting into keto, some people experience it barely and some people get knocked down by it. And that is the keto flu. Keto flu is real. It is a real thing. And um, basically what keto flu is for anybody that's brand new... <clears throat> Is it your body's adaptation process where it actually goes from burning glucose and carbs for fuel to burning body fat or fats in general for food, for fuel? And um, it has some nasty side effects. <laughs> you will feel like trash. Yes, like you feel very gutter. <laughs> and um, the headaches, you get headaches. Some people... Like the last time I went into ketosis, I had super, super soreness. And I, I do, I'm one of those people that, you know, I work out usually every day. I'll take maybe one rest day a week, but that's more for my, you know, mental sanity than like an addiction type, I have to work out type mentality. But I just want to say that to keep that approach real for, for anybody listening. But I enjoy working out, so I do it quite often. But there, I took a few days off because of keto flu, and I still felt sore. And it wasn't like I worked out really hard sore. It was like I've been hit by a truck sore. <laughs> and up until those times, because <clears throat> sometimes I'll have a cheat weekend or something, and I would experience some mild form of keto flu like where you get the headache and you're just tired but this time I had the muscle cramps and the soreness and it was just so uncomfortable usually for me it's it starts at a headache and when 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 we talk about having a keto flu headache it is practically a migraine yeah let's be real honest here and when you start keto that is one of the first things that is going to happen sometime within the first week, maybe two weeks. Mm -hmm. And it was so tough for me. And really all I did was, you know, the low sugar, zero sugar, you know, sports drink, you know, like Gatorade or Powerade and some Advil. Yeah. That's really all you can do. And I mean, the thing is, when I don't know the exact terminology because, once again, we are not doctors, but um, our body needs electrolytes through that process more so than anything. It's super easy to get dehydrated, <clears throat> excuse me, on keto. And in general, it's, you know, when you're first starting that that dehydration can really wear you down fast. So if you're used to drinking close to a gallon of water, I would say add an extra bottle of water on top of that. If you're not much of a water drinker, now would be a good time to put the sodas down, even the diet sodas, and just drink some water and some electrolytes for just a first, first couple of days. I mean, water does so many good things to the body anyway, but... Um, <clears throat> 
It definitely will help get you through that keto flu hump. Everyone who knows me knows that I am addicted to a certain diet soda. It comes in a black can, talks about zero sugars. You know what I'm talking about. And the struggle was real for me to cut back on that. I would try my hardest and I would just be so sad because I did not want water. I really wanted that that soft drink. But I kept fighting through it and I have slowed down on, on drinking so much soda and just drinking water. And that helped me get through the lull that was keto flu. Exactly. And um, <clears throat> another friend of mine swore by bone broth. Like she literally like had bone broth with pink salt in it and she would drink like two mugs a day. And I mean, it doesn't sound that appealing to me, but I mean, that's, you kind of just have to suck it up and do whatever you have to do to get through it. But salt helps. Um, salt is what you find in those electrolyte drinks like Gatorade Zero, Powerade Zero, um, the Mio Sports, um, you know, all those things have sodium and the, even the bone broth with salt. That's getting the sodium and that's replenishing some of those electrolytes that you're losing when you burn off those last few carbs. And, um, you know, so you get the headaches. I, you know, I got muscle soreness. I had to take a few days off from the gym. Um, the muscle cramps, all that stuff is part of keto flu. Another thing, and it's kind of gross. We're going to talk about some gross shit today. <laughs> it's going to so happen. So, like, yeah, I mean, we're just going to be as realistic as possible. Um, body odor. Oh, God. Keto smells. Oh, gosh. When you, when you are first getting into keto, be diligent about your breath. Be diligent about your pits. Because it... They are... What is the word I'm trying to find, girl? Like, it is so... It is so bad. Yes. A 24-hour deodorant is a lie on yes. keto. It is a lie. As someone who, you know, showers every single day to try to combat that, sometimes you just can't. And those smells are real. And when someone is in the back smelling like onions, it might be you. Yes, exactly. And... You know, so your breath starts kicking whenever you pee. Like, I remember <laughs> I, I peed in public and I felt so embarrassed <laughs> that I, like, sat there for a few minutes in the stall, like, after it had gone, just to make sure somebody didn't get that funky afterward pee smell when they were coming in behind me. Who just ate asparagus. <laughs> right. Like, it's like asparagus times a million. When you first start producing those ketones, they smell like nail polish remover. And it's just... It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> we're going to be real. You will stink, but... It's, it will also fade. <laughs> it also fades. So remember, nothing that you go through in your first few days to a week or maybe even two weeks is permanent. That includes weight loss, but we'll touch on that in a little bit. But, um, you know, basically you're going to smell 
you're going to sweat and your sweat's going to smell. Your sweat's going to smell. Like I still have workout clothes that I wore like when I first got into keto and I did that first workout and that smell is not coming out. Like I've soaked them in green soap. I've, you know, washed them several times, baking soda vinegar. I've tried all of it. And that smell, as soon as I start sweating in them, it comes back to the surface. So, you know, you're going to be stinky. (laughs) It happens on keto. It's just a normal thing. And, you know, I don't know what everybody else's situation is, but, you know, you still got to go to work and you still got to do these things. So it it's kind of, you just suck it up and... Either carry some deodorant with you, carry some uh, some sugar-free gum. That yes. might also help because when we say you're going to smell, you're going to smell. You're going to smell and it's it's disgusting, but then you get over it. Then you start to feel better. Like the keto flu does go away. If you take care of yourself during that time and you really make sure you're getting enough fat in and everything, um, it can go rather quickly. You just kind of have to put a Band-Aid on it until it heals is the best kind of way I can describe it. So we were going through keto flu. Is there anything I missed about keto flu? No, I think we got it all. All right, awesome. So you've sat through the storm that is keto flu so what do you do (laughs) yes so what do you do now you take a shower and wash the last of that keto funk off because now you're hopefully in ketosis if you've been honest with yourself and you've been diligent about what you're doing um so like i said earlier the best way to stay in ketosis is to stay either under 50 total carbs or under 20 net carbs so basically like there's total carbs that's the total amount of carbs that you take in your body for a 24-hour period and um total carbs and net carbs they're a little bit different so what are net carbs net carbs is the carbs minus things like fiber or if something comes made with like sugar alcohol. So if you have, for example, 10 carbs and you have fiber, so you have five grams of fiber. So 10 grams of carbs, five grams of fiber, you subtract the fiber from the net from the total carbs and you'll have your net carbs. So now you have you're dealing with, you know, 10 minus five, so you bet you're back at five. So that is net carbs. Yeah, it's like your paycheck. You have your gross and your net. (laughs) And we all know the net's the smaller number because that's what we get to take home every time. But um, yeah, so it's it's basically you, you take out the fiber and any sugar alcohols. You know, it's not one or the other, it's both. So, um... Read the labels, guys. I, I mean, I can't really sugarcoat it. <laughs> Can you sugar alcohol coat it? So, <laughs> so here's what it comes to. This brings us to probably the next thing. If Maybe I'm jumping ahead. No. But reading the labels of your food. Reading the label is so important because anybody could say that something is keto friendly or that it's low carb but when you turn around on the back and you read that label and it, based on what you know, does not look keto friendly, then guess what? It's probably not keto friendly. 
And see, like a lot of these companies, I've noticed they're trying to jump on the keto bandwagon. And it happened when I worked at that certain grocery store. Somebody came up to me and they were like, well, we need to sell some, some keto stuff. What do we need to do? And their idea before I worked with them was to just have fattening shit. <laughs> Like, oh, well, we'll put this this chocolate out here because it's dark chocolate and it's fattening. And I'm like, no, 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 that's <laughs> not what you're doing here. And they're like, well, they have to have fat, right? And I'm like, well, yes, but there's a whole other thing to it. Like, absolutely on keto, you have to eat your fat. Just a little sidebar note because fat is very important. But that doesn't mean, like, you're eating fucking mayo and... What, what is something else that's super fat? Mayo and sour cream sandwiches on wheat bread just because the freaking mayo and the, just because the fat grams are higher than the wheat bread. You know, like you have to be, it's, it's a little bit of a balancing act. So read the labels, guys. Just, it's really that simple because a lot of these places, they want to jump on that keto bandwagon. Everything's keto. Keto's selling like crazy. What is it? And... A perfect example of this, guys, is cauliflower crust oh, pizza. It's everywhere. Okay? It's everywhere, and nobody nobody that's done keto for any amount of time really likes it, except for vegetarian keto, which is not my area, but whatever. You know, it's like, so they make cauliflower crackers and cauliflower pretzels and cauliflower pizza crust, and everything's cauliflower, and all we have now is cauliflower. And you turn those things over and it's like, holy shit, this has 40 grams of carbs per serving. Not for the whole thing, but per serving. Right. There's a, there's a certain grocery store, let's say it rhymes with Schmader Schmoes, <laughs> and they sell a cauliflower crust. And I thought I was going to luck out, be lazy, just use that. And it's a little bit higher in carbs than I would like. And by a little bit, I mean it's a lot higher in the carbs than I would like. Yes. You have to read your label. Yes. If, there's, if you have to remind yourself, anytime I go grocery shopping, I have to remind myself, okay, keto means high fat, moderate protein, low carb. And then I look at the label and I say, is this high fat, moderate protein, and low carb? And sometimes I send pictures to Raven of labels and say, what do you think of this? Or have you tried this? And it's that, it's as simple as turning over the packaging of what you're about to buy. Yes. And I would also, since we're on this subject of label reading, like, we're going to talk for just a brief second about Adkin stuff because I get this all the time in my inbox. Girl, I'm like dying for some candy. Can I have some Adkins peanut butter cups? Yes. Can I have an Adkins shake? Sure. But the thing is, Adkins stuff, while it does have very low carbs, it's a little bit expensive, first of all, um, because you're paying for that name. And then second of all, Adkins diet is similar to ours, but it's not the same. It's sort of like a Venn diagram. They overlap in certain areas, but they're not the same thing. Exactly. So Adkins is going to focus on high protein. So if you're buying a bunch of Adkins stuff, you're probably going to go over on your protein. You're still staying low carb, which will get you some weight loss results. But if you want your body to be in ketosis, you have to have more fats in your diet than protein. So, you know, 
even though things may look good like that, just keep in mind, like with Adkins and SlimFast stuff, they're trying to keep you full, so they're going to add that extra protein in there. So um, that's that's another thing that I didn't know right off the bat. I was like, well, shit, I'm just going to have some fucking Adkins bars, and I curse like a sailor. It just is what it is. Um, but, you know, I was like, I'm going to have an Adkins snicker bar <laughs> and I was like because I'm dying and I I totally flatlined and I wasn't losing weight and it's because when I really started tracking the food I realized whoa my protein is so out of bounds right now like and and that's another reason why you can't just eat bacon cheeseburgers all the time because your protein is going to go so much higher than your fat so definitely Read the fucking <laughs> labels. Read the label. It's that simple. Yes. If you read the label, you would see that Adkins is in keto. Just yes. reading the front. You don't even have to read the back. You can just read the front. Yes. <laughs> yes. Adkins, it's not keto. Yes. And I mean, you can have those things absolutely. Like, if you're dying for a milkshake, you know, fucking put some Adkins strawberry shake on ice and blend that shit. It's, it's close. I mean, is it going to give you that sensation of like a shmonic <laughs> shake? <laughs> then no, but you know, it's going to help you get over the hump. And so I do use some of those things in my arsenal that I've built up to stay in ketosis. Like, you know, um, but basically read the label. The next thing I want to talk about is tracking the fucking food. Okay. And, um, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have time for this. If you don't have time to track your food for the first two weeks you're on keto, then maybe, maybe it's not going to be for you because you need to know how much you're doing. Because I know I would eat like low carb foods. I would have zoodles and all this other shit with marinara or not marinara, Alfredo sauce. And, you know, I was just making these fucking bomb ass meals every day. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, these are delicious. I'm going to have so much fun with this. Oh and my then God. I'm so in ketosis. <laughs> yes, I'm so keto right now. I'm fucking making everybody sick with it. But, um, then I tracked it and I realized I was going over my carbs every single time. So even though I was eating those low carb foods, like you still have to stay under a certain amount. And, um, that's where, you know, I think also you need to, you need to be responsible and you have to cook on keto. I think this falls into the fallacy of lazy keto. Yes. Now I, as someone who started out doing lazy keto and saying, okay, well, I'm just going to do lazy keto. So real quick, kind of what lazy keto is, is you're not tracking anything. You're not monitoring anything. You're really just sort of hoping, wishing, and praying that you are doing things right and that it's going to put you into ketosis. So that's how I started. I started as someone who would not track anything. And did I lose weight? Yes. Did I find myself actually in ketosis? No. And part of the reason why was for the same things you're talking about. I was, you know, running around and grabbing a double cheeseburger and saying, oh, I'm just going to take off the bun and I'm good. 
And then, you know, eating the zoodles, which for those of you that don't know, zoodles are zucchini noodles, and they are delicious. Mm-hmm. I would just eat some zoodles and be like, oh my God, I'm so, so keto right now. Yeah. I'm so skinny. And <laughs> the truth of the matter was, I really just was doing low carb and I wasn't getting any of the benefits of actually being in keto because I wasn't. Yes. So um, you you were just talking about the benefits and that is a great opportunity for a sidebar for me because when you do low carb versus keto, we already talked about the difference between Atkins and keto, but low carb and keto, will you see some weight loss? Probably, more than likely. Will that breath go away? No. no. <laughs> it's, it's there to stay. Um, does your skin look... What's the word I'm looking for? Lush? <laughs> Just can look like Luxurious. <laughs> it look like I mean, there's so many more benefits to keto versus low carb that um that I've noticed. I used to have this boss and I've had a fuck ton of bosses, so <laughs> it's not like you can narrow it down. But um he did low carb. And it was when I was at my heaviest weight and he was like, man, you just got to cut the carbs, you know, like you'll lose so much weight. And like people used to always say dick shit to me like, <laughs> like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, let me just get right on that. Cause I just love fucking being like this. But, um, his thing was like, oh my gosh, you know, you got to do low carb. You got to do low carb. And he would try and take me out to lunch, like, you know, for write-offs and shit. And like, he would like order low carb shit for me and you know he would try to force me into it but this man had the breath (laughs) the dragon breath it was breath (laughs) like and it just never went away and I was like oh my god what is that and I was like finally I just asked like what are some things like if I were to do this what what you know what what do I expect kind of like what we're doing now and he was like well you know you get a funny smell to your breath and blah 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 but um Yeah, so track your carbs, guys. Like, if you're wanting to do keto, you need to do keto. You don't need to do Adkins. You don't need to do low-carb. Like, they're they're very similar, all three of them, but they have very different side effects. You know, um, how do we track our carbs, Michael? Well, that's that's a really good question, Raven. (laughs) Well... One of the things that, uh, when it came to just tracking the carbs, uh, you know, there is, I personally, I need to see it in writing. I'm not one of those people who can say it in my mind. So I downloaded the free app and, you know, we're not sponsored or anything, but I did use my fitness pal. Okay. And I would just enter what I was eating and I would see, um, you know, what's it called? Like tracking your macros. Yeah. And I would just enter what I was eating and see where that left me and how that, you know, how much should I be eating after this and how low am I on fat? Because guess what? The fat is important. Eating fat is what makes you be doing keto. So if, you know, it it sounds like we're beating a dead horse, but if you're just eating low carb and you're not eating your fat, guess what? You're not doing keto. And that was the lesson that I learned. Yes. Is just eating low carb because I wasn't tracking anything. I wasn't monitoring anything. Wasn't writing down my carbs. All of that led me to not really lose the weights and gain the benefits that I really wanted to. 
And I did just sort of use the app and I used even the notes section in my phone, which would be like, okay, what did I have for lunch today? Let me write it down. What did I make for breakfast today? Let me write it down. And really for me, being a visual person, seeing it done that way, it, it helped me Yeah. to actually... To, to start and I think you can you've seen the difference in me from when I wasn't tracking to when I started tracking because it felt like it, it was just flying off it felt like the weight was just falling off yeah. it did yeah and I'm so there's apps out there there's my fitness pal like Michael mentioned um, a good one that I like that's pretty user friendly is carb manager and you can actually set your goal, whether you want net or total carbs. And um, now, do I track food today? No. No, I don't. And the thing is, like most, I would say 99% of my given time throughout the week, I'm cooking and eating at home. And, um, you know, I do like a variety of food, which is why I like keto so much. But at the same time, I've tracked enough of those go-to meals that I have to know where I'm at on the carb scale, which is why I recommend tracking your food in the beginning because you're, when you're getting into keto, you're starting a new habit. And you want to start that habit correctly because if not, it can get real frustrating. And so um, I definitely recommend tracking the food reading your labels so you're not getting bad food and then you're like, oh shit, well, I don't want to waste this. Like, what do I do now? And then it's like, oh, well, I'll just start next week and eat, eat all this food. You know, we don't want to get into that cycle. Um, now, if you're doing keto for weight loss, obviously some sort of behavior led you to get big. And I know what it was for me. Mine was comfort eating, emotional eating, um, you know, I just, I just had that, that missing something in me that I needed to fill. So whatever your, your eating struggle is, it's more than evident that there's something there. You know, if you're, if you're on the, I was in the morbid obese category as far as things, as far as charting went. And, um, you know, I did have my hang up with emotional eating and stuff. If you want to try keto because you are desperate to lose the weight, then start strong. Have a realistic approach to it. Um, you know, like, it's, it's easy to see, you know, people that are extremely large. And I'm talking, you know, my 600-pound life. And I love that show. And I love... I just love everything about that show. But um, you see people like that and they cut their carbs and they've lost 100 pounds in a month. You know, and um, I kind of want to touch on that briefly when we're talking about tracking everything because it's, it's very important to be realistic because you don't want to see that person that's lost a hundred pounds in a month and then you're doing everything right on keto, but you don't realize that that you're smaller than that person. You have less weight to lose. And so you see the scale move four pounds and you're like so frustrated because you're like, Oh, well it's not working. I must be doing it wrong. This is too hard. You know? So I think, I think you said the magic word, which was realistic. Yes. I did. I did not have, I, I have done so much dieting, you know, what is it, yo-yo dieting, mm -hmm. yo-yo weight loss, 
You know, when you add up everything that I've lost and gained, it's like over 100 pounds. And the, the thing that really made sense to me is when I was told, you need to be realistic. You need to understand that you can't drink a glass of water and get skinny. You can't have salad for two days and get skinny. It, it's going to take some time, and you need to realize that the time that you're taking, it's not just wasting time. You're, you have to put in your effort, and if you're putting in the effort, it will eventually pay off. Yeah, and, um, you know, people say that I hear the excuse a lot, and we, like, Michael knows exactly how I feel about excuses, but um, I've heard the excuse a lot that keto is so hard. Keto's so hard. I've literally heard, keto is so hard, I'm going to do Weight Watchers. Keto is so hard, I'm going to do Nutrisystem. Keto is so hard, I'm, I'm going to do, do anything. I'm not going to do anything. And, you know, or keto is so hard, I'm going to try the RP templates. And all of those that I've mentioned are great programs, and they each have their own special place in the weight loss community. So I'm not knocking these ways, but they all have a need for you to, to have some sort of accountability because um, I'll just tell this real quick story, and I know you have a bunch too, but um, I know someone who I love very dearly, but they ordered Jenny Craig, and Jenny Craig is one of those things where it sends you the food for like a month, and then you just eat that food, and you can definitely (laughs) lose some weight with it, but the thing is, they're like baby meals. (laughs) They're like the baby macaroni and cheese cans that you can get, like the Gerber starters. They're like so small, you know, and and that's the thing. It does portion control. However, this very dear person to my heart ate both months worth of their food in like a week and had to order more food. So, you know, it's going to take, just like any other lifestyle change that you make, it's going to take some discipline and some realistic approach. Like, you can't just get something because it's keto and expect it to to work for you, you know? Like, stay, like, what you want to, like, what I would recommend for anybody new or starting out on any diet, which, why are you listening to me if you're on another diet other than keto? But, um, you know, don't trade one disorder for another. You know, um, on keto, you're going to have to cook. You're going to have to cook. And you're, and when you cook, you're not just going to throw the food away. Like, you're going to have to eat food. Like, you're going to have to eat fats. You're going to have to eat veggies. You're going to have to eat Veggies meats. on keto? Who eats veggies on keto? Oh, I do. I love them. <laughs> but, you know... Um, it's, it's a little bit different in the approach where the typical, we're American, you know, the typical American diet is, is usually like a meat, a starch, and a veggie, you know. There's always some sort of like roll or whatever kind of thrown in too, but with keto, it's, it's pretty simple. It's just the meat and the veggies. And you can literally eat meat and veggies and lose weight, but they have to be the right kind. You have to still look at your carbs. Yeah, you can't just go and eat mashed potatoes every day. Yeah, no, it's not going to work. That's not a veggie. <laughs> Is butter a carb? Is butter a carb? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so so guys, if you're really, like, you know, looking into to doing this and you 
Only you will know if you have some disordered eating habits, you know. But if you were big like me, then obviously you did. So don't swap out those habits for another is all I'm saying. And, um, you know, you're going to have to eat some food. I think one of the big things that I've heard a few people talk about this and Raven and I have talked about it ourselves, but part of being on any type of diet is understanding your own relationship with food. And some people have such a really bad relationship with food. You mentioned comfort eating. Um, There's also stress eating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was one of those people. I mean, am I still... Uh, probably, but now I just try to drink some water (laughs) because water fixes everything. And, uh, you know, there were times where I would be really stressed out with either, you know, job or when I was going to, going to school or, you know, relationship, anything that's stressing you out. And there would be times where on my, you know, 45 minute commute home where I knew I was going to go home and eat dinner, I would stop at the drive-thru and pick up something, eat that on the way to go and eating dinner again. That in itself was one, costly, and two, it was showing me that there was something more behind being hungry, because I wasn't hungry. I was going in there, and I was stuffing my mouth full of fries because I felt bad about something, Mm -hmm. and part of what keto has done for me, and this is... This is why it's nice to hear people talk about it is because you do have to teach yourself a better relationship with food. And when you Absolutely. when you cook at home, you're making everything. You're knowing what's going into it and you know, we love cooking ourselves and we love sharing what we've made yes. with other people. And that was part of the, you know, not the struggle, but that's part of the joy that I found in keto was if there was something I liked, I would say, okay, how can I make this keto? Mm-hmm. How can I find, okay, I love pizza. How can I make this keto? And that was something that it took me a while to understand that in order to have success on a diet, I needed to confront the issue that I was having with food. Absolutely. And, you know, that was a big part for me as well, um, was the biggest thing that I had to deal with as far as getting into keto wasn't on my plate. It was between my ears. You know, it was um, it was looking at myself real honestly and saying, you know, oh, like because I had so many excuses before And it was always like, oh, well, this is so hard. Like, I'm a mom, you know, like, I can't do this because of this. Or, you know, like, um, I have a really fucking unsupportive partner. I'm in a toxic relationship. You know, like, all these things is is, I used to use to talk myself out of things to basically co-sign my bullshit on doing what the fuck I wanted to do. Co-sign my bullshit. (laughs) I mean, like it really was. And I did like I, and I hung around people that would co-sign my bullshit too. And I was eating like an asshole. I was, you know, I was my own best friend when it came to excuses. And I was 374 fucking pounds and I hated everything about myself. And my day literally revolved around eating food and I would, I would plan my meals and like anytime, 
I got together with my friends, it was like a fucking showroom for me because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to make this and I'm going to make this because that's part of my love language. You know, like when I like people, mm -hmm. I like to feed them. And, you know, I mean, that's, we've always been in the kitchen, you know, like. I love it. I do too. But um, I noticed I just, you know, it was just constantly lowering the bar on what I was eating and, and then I would feel bad about it and it was just this cycle. So, you know, if, if you're one of those people, this is pretty much who this podcast is for. You know, everybody can probably benefit from some of our keto knowledge, but it's, it's the people that were like us that will probably benefit the most. And, um, you know, basically don't, don't replace one addiction for another, you know, like this, this can be the time for you to really like, look at what you're taking in. And, and that's part of the tracking too, because I was eating so much when I first started <laughs> keto, cause I just felt like so hungry, you know, and I was eating and eating and eating. And I tracked my food the second day when I was in ketosis and I wasn't losing anything, and I tracked my food real honestly, and I was consuming 4,000 calories. Whew. And I, yeah, and I do exercise, but then I wasn't exercising <laughs> enough to eat 4,000 calories, you know. Um, and and that's, that's where my best tip is being realistic comes in, because we all know them, and we all love them, our fucking dear Instagram what are they called again? Influencers. Influencers. Oh my gosh. Yes. So um, I follow the, the hashtag keto thing on hashtag Instagram. Keto. And I love me some Pinterest. And, you know, I, I do all these things. And one of the, like, I follow lots of different fit people. They all do different shit. And, um, you know, I follow one guy and he's lost a shit ton of weight. And he eats the same thing four times a day. And he's in the gym three times a day. And then I see a monster fucking gorilla that, that I follow. And it's purely for scientific reasons. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and he, like, throws down on In-N-Out Burger with double fries and eats a pizza. And then he has donuts. And, like, he consumes these 10,000-calorie-a-day cheat days. But what Instagram doesn't show you is that these people live in the fucking gym. You know, so like, don't think that you're going to do keto for two weeks and then eat a 10,000 calorie cheat day and you're still going to get shredded. And some of them also get paid to post things on their Instagram. Yes. They get paid for the amount of followers they have. And one, and I, I used to give this excuse to Raven, is I work in an office job and I'm sitting for, you know, eight or nine hours a day. I can't be active. And I have an hour commute. I have to wake up super early to do anything. Or sometimes I had to work strange hours because I needed to get something done. And all of those excuses would come into, you know, I'm just going to stop at the drive-thru. I'm just going to pick up something. And what was, what was so funny about it was while she would call me on it, 
she would say, you know, well, you can do this or you could do that. I never paid attention and I never listened. Because you wanted the fucking drive-thru. <laughs> I wanted the drive-thru. I did. And then... You co-signed then your bullshit. I co-signed my own bullshit. I didn't just co-sign. I had like a secured loan on my own <laughs> bullshit. Like, yes, I work in finance. Yes, I had all my bullshit set aside so I could take out a, like a, an equity, a home equity line of credit on bullshit. And I was just writing checks for bullshit everywhere. Because I wanted to go to the drive-thru. I wanted to be able to run in and, you know, pick up a sausage biscuit for breakfast, you know, grab something at lunch, and then maybe order a pizza on the way home. I wanted to do that because I, you know, I don't have time. I can't do this. And when I finally decided to make time, just like, just like, what was it? Like last week I was telling you, I don't have time to exercise. And I have exercised now twice this last week because guess what there is time to do it i found yeah, the time <laughs> exactly and and that's i'm gonna definitely go out on a limb and say that that's because you realistically looked at what you were doing and i mean to say that you can't walk for 15 minutes that's half of a netflix show for those of you guys that are making excuses. So you're telling me that you watch six hours of TV or you play on your phone for six hours after you're off work and then you crash out. You're telling me that you can't for like half of a Netflix show or like the length of a YouTube video. I mean, it's like, you know, you just have to really be realistic. You know, you're not going to be one of those influencers. Influence. <laughs> Why is that so fucking hard for me? Influencers. I'm going to, next episode, I'm going to be on my influencer chat. Hashtag keto. Hashtag keto. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so basically, like, don't believe the Insta hype. Everybody is different, and everybody is on their own journey. So, like, don't compare yourself to this person and that person, because what's going to happen at the end of the day if you do? You're not going to, you're going to see that you lost four pounds, and instead of being like, fucking awesome I lost four pounds you're gonna be like well so-and-so lost 35 their first week of keto yeah they have they weigh 400 more pounds than me but like they fucking lost 35 pounds I was supposed to fit in this dress tomorrow you know like <laughs> I drank just, two gallons of water I should be fitting in these new pants exactly you know like don't don't believe the hype and don't fucking and don't believe Brenda and Brenda Brenda, Brenda tell them who Brenda is so Brenda is that person who we we need to get rid of Brenda is the person who tells you oh you know my cousin lost weight and uh, she lost weight faster than you did Brenda's the person who's saying oh you know you're you're doing keto oh I couldn't tell Brenda is that voice in the back of your head that's telling you you're not going to succeed on another diet because you've done so many and you haven't succeeded once that is Brenda we don't need to listen to Brenda exactly we don't like Brenda and she is the number one co-signer on the bullshit Brent, besides us oh my god Brenda is the one who she's getting the $25 referral to get yes. you to co-sign your bullshit yes Brenda is the person who tells you you can't do it and you just need to say you know what brenda shut the fuck up i'm gonna do it yes and and um i think a lot of us you know we all have those family members like me for sure and you're probably gonna crack up but um you know i have those obese family members that are 
teetering on the, the morbid line. And when I first started keto, I told them, you know, hey, I'm doing keto. Oh, that's so bad for you. <laughs> yes. That's so bad for you. As they're fucking literally eating bonbons or ice cream or some shit. And it's just like, you know, there's always... Like, if you even research keto, there's bad talk about keto and there's good talk. And um, there's, you know, basically, like, don't fucking listen to your family. <laughs> it's like God. When, when the single person always gives relationship advice. Yes. And the fat person is giving you weight Diet loss advice. Diet yes. <laughs> and, you know, there, you know, sometimes keto, we don't want to give it such a negative sounding effect. We have both seen some success on keto to various degrees and it's not always hard and some of the stuff that does come from it like some of the side effects of keto are amazing yes like my skin looks fantastic right now yes it does well like with me i have lupus and lupus what it does i mean it does different things to different people but um one of the main things it does is it affects your skin. It makes you extremely sensitive to sunlight and it blows out your joints like you have arthritis. And so like I've noticed with keto hormonally and on that level, I'm able to, to do more on my workouts. Like I used to have to modify like squats and everything else. Like I couldn't lunge. I couldn't do. Modified. <laughs> yes. Go look up Johnny McGovern modified. Yes. And that was me. And you know, I'm able to do more. I'm able to move more. It doesn't hurt when I wake up in the morning. And for me, like that is so much bigger than weight loss and um you know there's a lot of talk about fibromyalgia whether it's a real thing or it's not and um I think I'm gonna leave that one a little bit alone but it's good for conditions like fibromyalgia if you're one of the people that really have it um if you if you are a lady and your lady days are getting pretty rough keto can help with that um, I have psoriasis and keto has helped with that. There's yes. because of the amount of fat and water that I am intaking, my skin is less dry. My hair <laughs> is looking so much better than it was it's before. It's looking luxurious, you guys. Like I know you can't see it. We'll be real here. I, you know, I had psoriasis. I was I'm overweight and, you know, receding hairline and not that keto is making my hair fill in but it, what's there it looks great it's fuller you know like it's it's it definitely has its own benefits you know what i mean so if you're if you're looking into getting getting into keto and you hear that keto flu is just so monstrous and it's terrible and you know all this other stuff um do your own research be your own person um, don't listen to brenda don't listen to brenda and don't listen to your fat aunt who's eating bonbons <laughs> telling you a diet is bad for you and i'm serious like that shit used to be just enough uh, for me not to fucking try something. Co-signed, right there. Yes, co-signed, sealed, and delivered. <laughs> it was done. I was like, well, you know, of course I'm not going to try cutting carbs because... You know what, Aunt Brenda's Chocolate right. is a carb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Aunt Brenda, tell all of them to shut up. And the thing is, like, if you... 
if you are a person that's eating like an asshole, stop eating like an asshole. It's very simple. It, it is, but it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It's simple, all. but not easy. And that's how keto is. And I'm here to tell you, as a person who was borderline on 400 pounds, no fucking diet is easy. Period. It doesn't matter if you're doing paleo. It doesn't matter if you're doing the templates. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're doing zone, Jenny Craig, Nutrisystem. The blueberry diet. The blueberry diet, the fucking vegetable skin diet, the grapefruit diet. Like, there's so many, like, diets. And, and there's really not a vegetable skin diet. It's something <laughs> that I got from Bob's Burgers. But, like, you know, there's so many diets out there, and none of them are easy. They all take some sort of discipline. And, I mean, that's basically all it is, is you're going to have to get yourself into a routine and be realistic with yourself and... You know, um, set realistic expectations. Right. And so basically, like on this episode, we've answered, you know, how do I get started? Because, guys, that is the number one question I get in my inbox is how do I start on keto? And I hope that this has given you like a little bit of a plan that you can follow. You know, we've taken you through keto flu. It does pass. Um, we've given you some tools for carb tracking. Um, we've, you know, talked about how important it is to cook your own food. But one thing, um, that I don't want people that are just starting out on keto to fucking go ballistic about is if you go out and you eat keto friendly foods to the best of your ability and that's being honest because, you know, it's easy to to order a steak and asparagus. Yes, are there going to be some hidden oils that aren't necessarily keto compliant? Sure. Is there going to be some other stuff in there that we probably didn't account for? Yes. Did you eat a salad, but did you get a vinaigrette dressing, which at a fucking restaurant is one of the worst things that you can do because of the sugar? So, um, you know, just be honest with yourself. And if you did that to the best of your ability, then don't fucking hem and haw over it. Like, you know, just fucking move about on your day and just make that next meal keto and you'll be fine. And remember, remind yourself. That's what uh, helped me. Reminding myself, low carb, high fat, moderate protein. When you're looking at the menu and you're eating out and, you know, for whatever reason, maybe you're traveling and that can seem hard or, uh, you know, you're going out for someone's birthday or whatever reason it is. Just remember that, you know, high fat, low carb, moderate protein and find something on the menu that will match up to that to the best of your ability. And if you can't, try your hardest and enjoy it. Yes. Like if if you're just going to fucking punch somebody, if you don't eat a crispy taco from Taco Bell, then get the fucking taco and spare the people around you the bullshit and, you know, just eat the fucking taco and go about your business. Eat the sugar-free Reese's. Eat the sugar-free Reese's, you know, like, just don't fucking make it too complicated. Like, when I, whenever I started a, a diet when I was so much fat, and, and I've lost... A considerable amount of weight but um that's not what this is about you know like it's about 
controlling what you do and being accountable and being honest instead of making that excuse well oh well I, you know my kid was dying for a fucking happy meal and then I went through McDonald's and I just couldn't help it because I was so tired no just fucking own that shit and be like you know what I just felt like having a cheeseburger and call it for what it is and then you can start the next day I mean like a lot of people fall down and then they get back up you know I mean it's just one of those things um, if you can't do it perfect, that's okay. You know, like you have tools, you know what to do. And then, you know, just do your best. We haven't done keto perfectly. Hell no, I haven't. <laughs> like I, I said, I set out to have a cheat day after I was in keto for three months and my cheat day turned into a cheat week, which turned into a cheat month, which turned into a cheat four months. <laughs> <laughs> And then my weight totally ballooned back to where it was when I started keto. Like, I still kept most of my weight loss. But, you know, when I started keto, it I gained it all back. So, it, you know, think about why you're wanting to do this. If you're doing it to fit into a dress, you know, it'll, it'll get you there. But just know that if you do keto to, as a crash diet, that's exactly what you're going to do. It's going to crash. That weight's going to come back on. So just be realistic and... I don't know. I mean, that's the biggest. Be realistic. Read your labels. Don't eat like an asshole. Don't eat like an asshole. Be honest with yourself. You know, like if you if you look around and you've been eating like an asshole, then take the time to think to yourself, am I co-signing on my own bullshit? Yes, that is a great way to do it. You know, think about that. And, you know, if you're, you know and we all know, like, I know when I'm making a fucking terrible food choice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you know that. But it's it's just about, like, if you want to have any kind of long-term success, just be honest with yourself about, okay, I really want Reese's or a Snickers bar or whatever it is that you're just dying for. French fries. Jesus Lord. French fries French is hard. Fries, French fries is a tough one. And you can't, there's really nothing that can ketofy that. So it's just one of those things, you and know? It's really funny because I, I have brought up, um, you know, to you, keto cravings. When I'm on keto, what is it that I'm craving? And now I'm the person who has a sweet tooth. I love cookies, cakes, ice cream. But when I'm on keto, that's not what I crave. Mm -mm. What I'm craving is like bread. Potato. Rice. Yes. Rice is a big one. You yes. Know, do we want to eat red beans and rice and we, <laughs> we try to make it with lentils and quinoa and it just, yes. it just doesn't work? No. And, and you know, there are some things that, um, I will be honest with you, aren't good. Like cauliflower pizza crust is not my jam. It's not. It's not my jam. And um, if you're not making it yourself, you're looking at a shit ton of carbs. Um, and a lot of money. And a lot of money too, you know. So just just be aware of what you're eating. Read the fucking label. Don't eat like a fucking asshole. Don't listen to Brenda. Don't listen to Brenda. I mean, that that I think... Is that a good start? I mean... I think it's a great start. Did we miss anything? We missed a lot, but then we wouldn't have <laughs> okay. other episodes. <laughs> okay, well, um, we're going to do another episode next week that will drop. And, um, yeah, just keep those questions coming that you have. And, um, keep yeah. Keep it keto. Keep it keto, yes. <laughs>